Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, July 3rd, 2023. I am Dave Biddle flying solo on today's show. What a way to come back from vacation. I love this. You know, I mean, yesterday the Buckeyes picked up a huge commitment in Justin Scott. Recruiting is on fire right now. We're going to get to all of that. A couple things. First of all, thanks to Dan Rubin for covering for me the last couple of weeks. Appreciate Dan. We also have Patrick Murphy fill in, do a Bucknuts Morning 5. So appreciate those guys. Helping me out uh, while I was gone the last couple of weeks. It's good to be with you guys. If you're watching on YouTube and you're not already subscribed, please subscribe. It makes our bosses happy. It's free. Um, so if you like the show, please hit that subscribe button. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, appreciate that. All right, brass tacks. I love this. So yeah, I mean, you see the the, the title of the show today is "How You Like Me Now." Showing my age, a late '80s rap song from Cool Mo D. I feel like that's kind of like what Larry Johnson's vibe is right now. Kind of like how you like me now. Um, you know, I'm not saying I was sitting here predicting that this was going to happen. I This came out of nowhere, especially Justin Scott. But just in general, things are, are trending very well. We're going to get to guys like Dylan Stewart, Edric Houston. But landing Justin Scott, this really came out of nowhere. I mean, um, I don't think there are any crystal balls in for uh, Justin Scott. He did visit the Buckeyes, not this past weekend, but the previous weekend. Um, so... Maybe it was two weekends ago. It was the yeah June 16th weekend. Um, so, yeah, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, Chicago, Chicago, St. Ignatius, 6'4", 3'10". I love that. This is not a guy that is 270 and he projects he might be a D-tackle. He's a D-tackle. He's a five-star. Number 21 overall player in the country in the 2024 class and the number four defensive lineman. So, absolutely love it. And, you know, Larry Johnson, it's not just Larry Johnson. I mean, other staff members were involved in this. Um, Ohio State's NIL game is on point. Uh, I'm sure that's helping where, you know, they're not giving these kids upfront money, but they know Ohio State's players are being taken care of because they talk to these guys, especially when they're on a recruiting visit. And, you know, they can ask these guys. You know, these guys are going to, of course, ask the current players. I mean, the coaches are going to tell them what they need to know. Um, but, you know, and I, I don't want to say that the words of the current players go further than what the coaches say. It just, it's just a good way to augment that, you know, when you have both – if the coach is telling you this and you ask the players, hey, is what is this the real deal? And they're like, yeah, this is exactly what I'm getting. I'm getting this much money. I'm getting the car, whatever it might be. Uh, all of that's definitely helping. But a great get. Justin Scott, love it. Absolutely love it. Um, especially with it kind of coming out of nowhere, especially when it looked like Michigan was feeling good about landing him. It looked like Notre Dame was feeling good about landing him. And the Buckeyes swoop in and get him. Absolutely love what we were wondering. Okay, well, I mean, obviously, as usual, offensive recruiting is going great. Got three five-star offensive players, Aaron Nolan now a five-star, two five-star wide receivers. But when or if, I mean, are they or are they ever going to get any five-star defensive linemen in this class? Well, they got their first one, and they might get another one soon. How about that? We didn't think the news could get any better yesterday after the Justin Scott news. And then we get the news from Steve Wiltfong. We get a fong bomb for Dylan Stewart who's ranked even higher than these other guys we're going to talk about. Ranked higher than Justin Scott. I mean, he's, you know, it's splitting hairs when you're a five-star. He's ranked higher than Edric Houston. So Dylan Stewart out of D.C. ranked as the number three edge in the country and the number 13 overall player in the country. Um, 6'5", 235. Um, again, one of these guys that's just straight out of central casting for a defensive end. Absolutely love that. Um, and, you know, Fong bomb. And also a Brian Don bomb. Brian Doan, is, uh, Brian Doan, I believe that's how you pronounce his name. Excuse me, Brian. Um, Brian Doan, who does a great job um, uh, as our East Coast recruiting director. Uh, him and Steve Wiltfong, that's a, that's, a, that's a 
hard hitting tandem right there. You know, it's very similar to if, if there's a Fong bomb and a uh, Bill Curlick bomb, a Dean bomb. Um, uh, Brian Doan is that uh, respected, uh, especially on the East Coast. That's great news for Ohio State. Even if it was just Wilt Fong, I'd feel good about it. Those two together, it's like nothing's a, a sure thing in recruiting, but. Ohio State's done a great job. Larry Johnson, through his whole career, has done a great job recruiting the D.C. area. Uh, obviously, the biggest name at Ohio State being Chase Young. And it looks like Dylan Stewart will be next. So I don't know when he's going to um, make his announcement, but I, I tell you what, I'll be, I'll be shocked if he's not a Buckeye. So that's, that's you know, things are just going to get better. I do want to hit on this real quick. So Ohio State has – they still have the number two class in eight. And they even were the number two class even before they got Justin Scott. But now they've passed Georgia as the highest player rating. Um, not by a lot. Georgia has a really good class. Georgia has the number one class according to the composite. Ohio State's number two. But as far as average player rating, Ohio State's a bit higher. Ohio State 93.7 for the average player rating. Georgia 93.2. Um, but you look at like a school like Michigan right now, they're ranked fourth, but I look for Michigan to drop, 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 and here's why. Their class, it's not filled up. They can still add a few more, but their average player rating is 90.6, 90.6. So still solid, but then you're, you know, you're three points off of Ohio State. Ohio State, 93.7, Michigan, 90.6, and some of these big guys that they were in on, like Justin Scott, um, I mean, it's, it's getting slim pickings for the top guys. So, and I don't see Michigan landing a lot of top guys, so it's probably not going to get too much better from there. I could even see their average player rating drop if they end up settling for some three stars because they're missing out on some of these kids. So I, I expect Michigan to have a top class, but certainly not a top five class. Um, and it looks like Ohio State's going to have the number two class at the worst. Um, I love it when they finish second. They have, they've never finished first uh, in the composite. They finished second several times, including classes that were fantastic. 2013 is the gold standard for me, but not far behind is 2017. Um, so when they finish number two, you know, look out. And even 2021, they finished number two. And then that, those are the guys that are going to be juniors this year, guys like JT, Tumo, Allen, and all those guys. So um, that's another one that I really like. So they finished uh, finish second in the country. That's a good sign. Alabama's doing their normal thing. You're looking at the recruiting rankings, like, where's Alabama? Oh, yeah, it's July. So they're ranked like 30th or something, just kind of laying in the weeds there. And then they're going to finish either first or third. Or second, maybe I don't know. You know, you know, Alabama is going to finish up there. It's probably going to be in whatever order: Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama. Those will be the top three, in my opinion. Not really going out on a limb there, am I? All right. So, as I mentioned, we can't forget um, Edric Houston has been also um, crystal ball to the Buckeyes by the Dean, by the Fong. You know what time it is when those guys are agreeing that a guy is going to be a Buckeye. So, I absolutely love that. Um, so, it does look like – here, let me pull this up a little bit here. So, I'm not exactly sure when he's going to make his commitment, but this is nothing new. This is a couple weeks ago. Um, three weeks ago, I think Dean put his crystal ball, and then two weeks ago, Fong put his crystal ball. And so, Edric Houston, um, out of Buford, Georgia, Ohio State continues to recruit Georgia extremely well. And I think that helps. There's a snowball effect there where – you know, these guys, I'm not just saying they all know each other, but, you know, you get Aaron Nolan, you get um, Jelani Thurman in this in the previous class and many, many others. Um, that helps the situation a lot. Um, Edric Houston, six foot three, 255 pounds. He's ranked as the number five defensive lineman in the country, number 28 overall. Uh, another five star kid that looks like it's going to be he's going to be a Buckeye. And then you can queue up the cool Modi once more for Larry Johnson. He's going to be how you like me now. Um, absolutely love that. All right. 
Now, I love when I was away on vacation, I could read things like, oh, Bryce West commits to Ohio State. I wasn't surprised at all. We've talked about that on the show. I mean, when Ohio State really wants a kid from Glenville and they don't get him, wake me up when that actually happens. Wake me up when that actually happens. Um, so they really wanted him and they, and they got him. They also got the tight end. Good last name for a tight end, Witten. I know he's not related to Jason Witten. It's my little joke. Um, but I love getting uh, Bryce West, but no surprise there. So now are they going to get the other top corner from Ohio who's ranked even higher than Bryce West? Are they going to get five-star Aaron Scott on his dad's birthday? Yeah, I think they are going to get Aaron Scott. I, I've been fairly confident, as you guys know, throughout this process. I've said I think he's going to be a Buckeye, um, that you know his proximity to home uh, or proximity – yes, proximity to Springfield where he lives – I mean, it's like a 45-minute drive to campus from there um, and the tradition of Ohio State. And I thought Ohio State was doing a good job recruiting him, even though he liked Michigan. Still does. It's not over yet. But the fact that he – and you know, and Aaron Scott's family loving Ohio State is obviously huge too. Uh, but I think Ohio State's done a really good job recruiting him. Again, I think NIL is helping here. Um, but I don't think that's the deciding factor. But um, I think Tim Walton's doing a good job. And I love what Ryan Day told Aaron Scott. Um it's good that we can talk to the recruits about this because uh, we obviously can't, uh, at least on the record, talk to the coaches about this stuff. But um, I love that Ryan Day told Aaron Scott, we don't want you. We need you. Like We need you. And that's what, it, you know, a kid like Aaron Scott, you know, he, he wants to hear that. He likes hearing that. And maybe Michigan's telling him the same thing, but I don't know. But he, that was a quote that he told, I believe, our, our Bill Curlick, um, I, I'm sorry if it was if it was Fong. I'm pretty sure it was the dean, um, and that was cool that Aaron. You can tell Aaron Scott really appreciated that. So you add it all up. I mean, he, I can see Aaron Scott having some fun like he has with the fan bases, with Ohio State included. You know, look like he's maybe trolling Ohio State a little bit. He's been trolling Michigan, in my opinion, certainly. Um, I think Michigan fans have picked up on that. If you get on their message board, they're now like saying bleep Aaron Scott. He's trolling us. Um, I don't think he's going to troll his own dad, though. He, he's now announcing on his dad's birthday. He was considering announcing on the 4th of July. Instead, he's decided um, that he's going to announce on July 30th, his dad's birthday. I don't think he's going to troll his own father. Although he was close to going to Michigan, and his dad is uh, a diehard Buckeye fan. So, so maybe not. Maybe Aaron Scott would troll his own father, but I don't think so. And you add it all up. I mean, some of the um, you know things we're hearing from people we trust um, – I won't be like you know beyond shocked. I'd be pretty surprised though if he's not a Buckeye. I'd be pretty damn surprised if Aaron Scott's not a Buckeye. So it sounds like the good news is going to continue to roll in, and I absolutely love that. Um, oh, here we go. I do see this. Michigan is having a barbecue on the thirtieth, and Michigan fans are saying he will commit to them then. Oh well, we'll see. We'll see, huh? Huh? Michael Wilson. Aaron Scott is trolling big time, very hard to gauge. Yeah. It does seem like he's having fun with the process. No, I know we've, uh, we've all talked about that in, uh, um, amongst ourselves in certain, uh, you know, Twitter DMS and whatnot. Like he's, he's having fun with the process. You know, I don't mind that. I'm not going to be a get off my lawn. I mean, if you're having a 17 year old kid and you get, get to do this one time, have fun with it. I don't have a problem with it. Um, especially if he picks the Buckeyes, right? But um, no, we'll see what happens, man. Um, I'm feeling just feeling really good about recruiting. Just feeling good about everything they got going because we knew they were going to recruit well offensively. They were recruiting well offensively. I'm never going to ever worry about Brian Hartline recruiting wide receivers or Ryan Day recruiting quarterbacks or just offense in general. Maybe a little offensive line, 
but they've got that going too. You know, and we'll, and we'll see if they can get Baker. Um, you know, at least they've got a really, really good shot at him. I don't know if they're going to get him. Um, but um, Justin Fry, you know, at least has put Ohio State in a really, really good position there. Um, I guess offensive line is the one thing that, you know, I don't have like etched in stone. But like the defense, sitting here wondering like what kind of defensive class are they going to have here? And now it looks like they're going to have a stellar defensive class to go with the stellar offensive class. I mean, again, if you finish number two in the country, which I think they probably will, Maybe this will be the year Ohio State gets over the hump and finishes with the number one class. I love what, you know, when people would ask Urban, um, you know, do you really care about these recruiting rankings like the 24-7 sports composite? And Urban said, they're keeping score. We want to win. <laughs> I love that. So, uh, yeah, that'd be cool to finish number one. But, again, if they finish number two, that's fine with me. And I really love that they're now, um, you know, I don't know. I think I do. I, I do know. First of all, this this defensive recruiting staff has really stepped up their game there's no doubt I think Tim Walton um, has done a good job from what I've heard from the get it's just he'd been in the NFL for so long you got to build these relationships you know now these guys are now on their second year Larry Johnson being the one carryover who's been here um, since 2014 so actually Larry Johnson's 10th season at Ohio State to believe that his first year was the national championship season and this will be his 10th year um, but all the other guys are new. I think James Laurinaitis is helping. You know, he can't go on the road rec- and recruit, but he can do everything else. He can talk to recruits when they're on campus. He can call recruits, text recruits, email recruits, all that stuff. Um, so James Laurinaitis is helping. Jim Knowles is not like a home run recruiter, but he's got a really cool personality. And I know like he's now, you know, helping out, you know, making some headway in recruiting. Perry Eliano is a good recruiter. He's a guy that kind of gets lost in the shuffle. And other guys are helping too, even some guys that are, you know, offensive guys or special teams guys like Parker Fleming uh, has been helping a lot. And, uh, you know, Keenan Bailey, the tight ends coach. So this this staff is, is they are doing a heck of a job. But people have asked, how much is NIL helping? And I touched on this a little bit. A lot. A lot. Now, we're affiliated with the foundation. Here's one thing I want to be clear about, though. And, and I, I've said this to everybody. I know people uh, on, you know, both major collectives, the 1870 Society and, of course, the foundation. Um, you know, I, we're all on the same team in my book. <laughs> I don't want to speak for the, each collective, those two big collectives. Um, everybody wants the same thing though. Right. So, um, I think both collectives are doing a really good job from what I've been told. The foundation, I was at that event that they put on that Brian Schottenstein put on. I mean, that was impressive. You had some heavy hitters there and they raised a lot of money. And I know the 1870 society is doing good too. I, my side jobs at 97.1, the fan that, former boss at 97.1 the fan left the fan he was really good he liked his job and was very good at it to run the 1870 society todd markowitz i like todd a lot so i have faith in both of these collectives and from what i've been told both of them are doing a great job so it's good i mean just having one that was doing a good job was much needed and foundation stepped up and did that now you have 1870 society i love that there's two you know, and again, I mean, everybody's on the same team here. That's how I look at it. You know, I don't, I don't, I think any fighting between, I don't think there has been, I'm just saying like, you know, theoretically or hypothetically, any fighting between the collectives, that's, that's not productive. Um, I'm not saying they have to be aligned in everything and be buddy, buddy on everything, but like um, everybody wants the same thing. And it sounds like they're, if they're not working together, they're at least kind of, you know, pseudo working together because they're all kind of pushing for the same goal you know you know Ohio State gets it gets the ball near the goal line and then the NILs push it over the top for the touchdown uh push it over the goal line for the touchdown so um NIL is helping you know it, it's crazy because 
as recently as early signing day last December, you could tell Ryan Day was not happy about the situation, that they were losing out on guys um, because of NIL. Mark Pantone talked about it as well. And we had we had heard that anyway through sources. That like They've lost out on at least three or four kids, top kids, just because of NIL in the 2023 class. And, um, I mean, they have done – not a 180. It wasn't like Ohio State was like – they've done like a 90, though. <laughs> Maybe more than that. Maybe like a 120. I mean, it's it's a massive difference. It's a massive difference. It's not a 180. I mean, they, they, they did have some lines in the water. They were doing okay. But they were missing out on kids because of NIL. I'm not hearing about them missing out on anybody because of NIL now. In fact, now NIL might be helping Ohio State where maybe if it was like 50-50 with another school, maybe that's getting Ohio State over the top now. Um, that's everything I'm hearing. So kudos to the foundation. Kudos to 1870 Society. Kudos to everybody who's donating and everybody who's doing all that great stuff because, um, again, I can't say this enough. From everybody that I've talked to, the NIL situation at Ohio State is on point right now. And Proof's in the pudding. I mean, look at this. I mean, you don't get a guy like Justin Scott out of nowhere um, if he wasn't feeling good about maybe you know, what he was told about the NIL situation during his visit from, again, from the coaches and the players. You know, game knows game, and these guys talk to each other, and the NIL knows NIL. You know, I mean, if you're Justin Scott, of course you're asking these guys. Of course you're asking JT Tumaloal. Um, I, I imagine JT's such a leader and such a good guy. I imagine that's the guy, if you're a young defensive lineman, you're a recruit coming to Ohio State I'm the coaches I'm like get him with JT like get him with JT have JT hang out with them and JT is just awesome player awesome dude extremely smart charismatic I'm sure guys like and I'm sure there's others Jack Sawyer many others Tyleek Williams is a good personality um, these guys are all telling Justin Scott this is what will happen for you you're a five-star not like if you come in and play well like right when you enroll like the guys that were at the foundation event that I was at, right when they enrolled, Jermaine Matthews, Jelani Thurman, Carnell Tate was there. Um, those guys, there was more than that. There was uh, Malik Hartford. Um, I'm leaving one guy out. Who am I leaving out? Oh, Noah Rogers, those five. And it was like a few days after they enrolled in January, we were at this event. It was a pretty small event. Those guys and a few people, they invited a few media people. It was really, really cool. And we got like to talk to those guys, you know, for like 15 minutes each. And it was like five days after they enrolled or four days and boom, got a check, got a car deal, other stuff. And so it's not like you've got to come in. And then if you play well, it's like, no, you just have to be Buckeye and they're going to take care of you. And it's not, they're going to take care of you a year from now. They're going to take care of you right away. So you add it all up. And that's why I think we're seeing. And again, it's not just NIL. Ohio state sells itself to some degree. I mean, it's Ohio state. And then I think the staff's doing a great job, but then NIL is, pushing it over the top so it's everything together it's not just nil um but coaching staff's doing a great job and um ohio state being a winning program with dripping with tradition putting guys in the nfl you add it all up that's why they're doing so well and i'm, I'm here for it and um just another reminder please subscribe on youtube i like making my bosses happy um so it makes them happy if we have a lot of subscribers on youtube it's free so if you're watching on youtube you're not subscribed hit that subscribe button uh it's free and um really would appreciate that very much i appreciate all of you guys for riding with me on this solo edition of the Bucknuts morning five um missed you guys i enjoyed my vacation but i enjoy doing the Bucknuts morning five and talking buckeye football especially when there's good news to talk about so uh i missed you guys thank you very much for joining me 
Thanks again to Dan Rubin uh, for covering for me the last couple of weeks when I was gone. Um, really appreciate you guys. And there's a bunch of Ohio State podcasts out there. I know you guys listen to a lot of them, watch a lot of them, but I appreciate you making the Bucknuts Morning 5 a part of your day, Monday through Friday. Thanks again. I appreciate you guys. Have a great rest of your day. Yeah.